Hi, this is Sandy Gibbons with a special edition of my podcast, Psychological Safety Works. I've put this together in response to our current global coronavirus pandemic, and I want to provide you with some specific information and tools to help you manage the challenges of self-isolation and its potential impacts on your mental health. I'll talk to you at the end of the episode, and meanwhile, sit back and relax and perhaps have a pen and paper ready. Hi, and welcome to this very special and very important um, recording for Psychological Safety Works. Now, people are calling this challenging times, interesting times, even just plain old flat out weird times. And all of that is true. The very fabric of our communities and our societies is changing due to the coronavirus. We're being asked to work from home, to self-isolate and to practice social distancing, a term that most of us had never heard before. We need to deal with a wide range of disappointments, everything from cancelled concerts through to embargoes on travel plans and holidays that we look forward to for many, many months now can't happen. Our usual forms of entertainment and relaxation aren't available to us any longer either, whether it's going to a football match or going to a a pub and watching a live band and enjoying a great dance. And most of all, the social circles and connections that we normally rely upon to support, sustain and energize ourselves has shrunk considerably. I'm Sandy Gibbons, and I'm a passionate advocate of all of us looking after our own mental and psychological well-being while simultaneously looking out for each other. So how do we do this at this point in our history? Now, while social distancing and isolation are required to contain the spread of the coronavirus, it may also contribute to poor psychological or mental health. And what exactly are our risks to our mental health? And what might we face if we take no action? Whether we're extroverts, those people who gain energy from outside themselves, from other people and from being in an an environment where there's a lot of noise and buzz, or whether we're introverts, those people who gain energy more from within themselves and being in smaller groups of people. Fundamentally, human beings are social creatures. And as a species, we thrive on conversation and social interactions. So what actually happens to us physically and emotionally or mentally when our environment changes and the interactions and conversations significantly decrease? Well, I want to share with you some research that I've found in the last several hours. And if you want to know the sources of these uh, results, please let me know, uh, send me an email, uh, because I'm not going to cite all the studies here. To start with, loneliness and social interaction can cause chronic inflammation and reduce the body's ability to defend itself. It can compromise our immunity. Uh, Loneliness has been been linked to everything from heart disease to Alzheimer's, depression, raised blood pressure, and even cancer. In fact, the Health Resources and Services Administration in America has been cautioning us for many, many years 
that loneliness can be as damaging to our health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, which is kind of mind-blowing to think of that. For decades, researchers have been seeing signs that the immune systems of lonely people work differently. Lonely people's white blood cells seem to be more active in a way that increases inflammation, a natural immune response to wounds we get to our body or a bacterial infection. And on top of that, they seem to have lower levels of antiviral compounds that are known as interferons. As well, lonely people seem to be shutting down genes that would make their bodies sensitive to cortisol, which in fact is a chemical that lowers inflammation in our body. Neuroscientists have found that our immune system may affect a range of brain processing and a region of the brain that processes fear and anxiety. So consequently, inflammation can change people's actual experiences of the social world and significantly alter what they're thinking. Finally, in addition to these physical changes, isolation and lack of social connectedness can contribute to low mood, increased anxiety, irritability, and even changes in appetite and sleep patterns. Now, personally, I believe a significant contributing factor to our mental well-being in our current situation comes from our general lack of certainty and having to deal with the unknown. And part of the unknown is not knowing how long we've got to deal with the unknown. Most importantly, what we need to do now is look for all the possible ways we can create a sense of community and connectedness. And why is this important, you may ask? Well, a couple of studies I'd like to cite to you. One was an analysis of H1N1 vaccination rates after the 2009 swine flu pandemic. They found that states with higher rates of vaccination also had high rates of what they call social capital. Social capital is a measure of the extent to which people in a community have social networks and are willing to help each other. Another study conducted in Hong Kong after the aftermath of the SARS epidemic of 2003 found that among the elderly, measures of subjective well-being didn't fall below the normal levels as they expected. And researchers concluded after more digging um, that this was in part because of the sense of community connectedness amongst the elderly in Hong Kong at the time. So I've shared with you some facts and figures. So now I want to share with you, what can we do? Because one of the things that gives us a sense of better calm and well-being is to feel like we're doing something. So grab your pen and paper. I've got five ideas here for you. And I really deeply encourage you to act on them. Number one, let's use our digital world, just like I'm doing now. I mean, create your own schedule, for instance, of uh, opportunities to connect with family, friends, and colleagues. Have what I call virtual coffees. I've been doing these for a long time now, um, simply because I wanted to avoid traveling so much in my car around the city. So schedule these catch-ups the same way you would as if you were meeting your friend or family member or work colleague in a cafe somewhere, except you're both going to have already made your cup of tea or cup of coffee and um, be able to chat online. Now, we've got app applications like Skype, 
Messenger, FaceTime, Zoom, WhatsApp, Viber. All of these are free to use. Now, some of them might have a limitation on how much time you can spend with them using the free version of the software. But still, we can see each other eyeball to eyeball and have coffees and chat. And maybe the most important thing to chat about is how are we actually feeling emotionally during this current time? Secondly, another thing you could do is perhaps set up um, online book clubs or online movie review groups or even discussion groups on specific topics. But please make sure you stick to positive things like hobbies and interests and not just uh, how are you dealing with the isolation at the moment. Number three. Um, share your funny cat videos. Now, I know at other times we may have seen them and thought, oh, this is just irritating. But no better time now than to enjoy laughter. So whether it's a funny cat video or a funny something video of something else, I urge you to watch those and perhaps make a commitment to post two or three or four of these funny or uplifting things each and every day to your social media platforms. Number four, I want to encourage you to follow the lead of the Wuhan people and the Italians. I mean, we've all seen those delightful videos of them singing from their balconies and from their windows. It doesn't really matter what you sing, but if you can hear other voices singing, it's going to help us feel a sense of connectedness. Also, look around your community your neighborhood, even the street you live in. What can you do for others at this time? Now, in the Wuhan area, one restaurant owner spent their very precious and important Lunar New Year festival packing food for other people. You may ask why, what led to this? Well, this gentleman, Li Bo, had opened a restaurant in the city only a month earlier, and he sold his car and borrowed money in order to raise the funds to do so. But before he could properly get his business started, the outbreak kicked in, leaving the streets of the city empty as well as his restaurant. He was quoted in a Chinese newspaper as saying, I panicked. I lay at home worrying about how I was going to repay the loan. But then I saw the news about how the medical staff in hospitals were struggling. And I felt like it was time for me to act. I wanted to do my part, no matter how insignificant. I don't know about you, but I don't consider making all of these meals insignificant at all. So look around your home, your neighborhood, your garden. Do you have some flowers in your garden you could share? Take to a neighbor or simply leave on their doorstep with a bit of wet tissue wrapped down the bottom. Perhaps you could bake some cookies or some biscuits of some sort. Even do the equivalent of perhaps Christmas caroling, which I know is something we do in America, perhaps a lot more than it happens in Australia. But go door to door and sing a song. Now make sure you stay 1.5 meters from the front door. But helping others, no matter how big or small the gesture, goes a very long way to our sense of contributing to our community. It helps our sense of well-being helps us feel that we are of value and gives us a sense of control in, in contributing to others. So finally, most of all, please stop listening to the news. We'll all hear 
what we need to hear when we need to hear it. So whether it's TV, radio, or your social media platforms, unless it's uplifting and positive, it's bad for your health. Now, like the airlines have been telling us for decades, now is the time to fit your own oxygen mask first. It's the only way you're going to be in a fit state and well enough to help others. So please, fit your oxygen mask, stay well, and take care. I'll talk to you again soon. Well, I sincerely trust that this brief podcast has given you some ideas and gotten your creative juices flowing around how you can look after yourself and look out for others during this incredibly strange and new uh, time that we have in our world right now. Also, I hope you have your pen and paper ready. I'd like to give you two phone numbers of support lines who are available 24-7. Now, the first one is Lifeline, which is 13 11 14. That's 131114. They're 24-7 hotline, and they are there to help anybody who feels they are struggling at the moment. Also, the Beyond Blue support line, which again is 24-7. It's 1300-22-4636. That's 1300-22-4636. And please know that you do not have to go through this alone, that these people are trained and qualified, these people on the support lines. If you don't feel like talking, but you feel like viral, I shouldn't say virally now, should I? Um, virtually chatting, I should say, from three o'clock every afternoon until midnight, seven days a week, Beyond Blue has a chat line facility. If you go to the website beyondblue.org.au, that's beyondblue.org.au, from 3 p.m. till midnight, seven days a week, you can access their chat support line there. Finally, I'd like to let you know that I will be running some webinars very soon to provide practical strategies for people uh, in addition to those that you've heard about here, particularly around how to look after yourself and how to look out for others, what some of the warning signs are, and I'll help you all construct your individual mental health action plans. Additionally, uh, uh, Psychological Safety Works has now its own Facebook page. So if you go to Facebook and search for Psychological Safety Works, I intend to do uh, at least two Facebook Lives every week, simply to be there to allow people to chat with me, uh, ask questions, uh, tell a joke, support each other in whatever way we can. Now, again, that's Facebook, search for Psychological Safety Works, or for any of the information about what I'm doing with my Facebook page and the webinars, you can simply email me at Sandy at sandygivens.com so that full email address is s-a-n-d-i at s-a-n-d-i-g-i-v as in victorious dot com uh, sorry g-i-v as in victorious e-n-s dot com dot au so 
sandy at sandygibbons.com.au. Clearly, I need to go get myself a cup of coffee because my brain isn't fully functioning right now. So that's one of the ways I'm looking after myself, making sure that I have regular breaks, go outside in a garden that still has some roses blooming, have a cup of coffee, and soak up some vitamin D from the sunshine. I trust you will do the same. So please, look after yourself and look out for others. Until next time, this is Sandy Gibbons, and I really do hope you take good care of yourself. Stay well.